0: Not for me I...
1: much to say
0: boys are back in town boys are back in town folks hello everyone welcome to culture thank you so much for joining us on a sunday night we're going to talk about some culture today. You saw the lineup I had queued up. The Boys. Season 3. David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. That son of a bitch Saul Tinser. He's at it again. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll be talking about both of those t- tonight. I am of course your host of Culture. Leslie Lee the Third, Also the host of Struggle Session which you can check out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus. Please do so if you enjoy culture. That really helps support me. Helps support my co-host too, Jack Allison. Hey, he's great on there. We just got done recording an episode, in fact, about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Aaron joined us as well. Had a great discussion about it. Very fun discussion where we began to establish that, yes, Deep Space Nine, obviously the best Star Trek show. Obviously the best Star Trek show. But we're not talking about Deep Space Nine tonight. Unless you want to call in and talk about it. The phone lines are open, folks. Anytime you want to call in and talk about anything about culture, feel free to do so. I want to apologize for last Wednesday. We didn't get to do Wednesday Night Wrestling. and It was a big night. The AEW double or nothing. I hope you found a place to talk about that. Get your takes. We'll be back next week for Wednesday night wrestling. If you want to talk wrestling tonight, we can. There is, of course, the WWE Hell in a Cell pay per view going on tonight. I'm not sure if that many people are excited for it, but if you want to talk about it, I'm open to that. But I was excited to talk about the boy That's why I opened up with that. Then Lizzie, that the boys are back in town. I found that that's from live at Rock Rock Palace, live version, so I don't get sued. Fun song, fun song. My theory has always been that the boys and the boys in back in town and the boys and the boys of summer are the same boys. It's the same group of boys. You listen to the lyrics of the song, it's about the same group of boys. There's these rough and tumble boys that come into town around summertime and also, sadly, they steal your girl from you. That's what the boys of summer is about. About when you're not one of the boys and that boy is stealing your girl. The boys get back in town, they become the boys of summer, they steal your girl, you write the boys of summer, and you're very sad. But that's my theory. But we're talking about the TV show, The Boys, Amazon Prime, absolutely stellar show. Maybe the, I think right now I can say it's probably the best piece of superhero media that there is, period. Period. Just the best of the best. And I'll get into it. I posted a few clips uh, from it earlier in the week on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Leslie Lee, I, I, I. And I did a thread of just these screenshots from the boys because it's just, it's so, fun. It's, it's the best, like, uh, satire on TV. It's so, it's so funny. It's so pointed. It actually gets it. Yeah, it's a deep, deep, deep critique of uh corporate America, of modern American politics, of how we have this progressive veneer over all of the you know foreign interventions we're doing of how all these evil corporations are doing like Pride Month. That's a big thing on the episodes where of the episodes that are out now and which we're seeing in real life, like all these banks. And and uh, weapons companies are like doing Pride Month and celebrating Pride Month, and that's the thing on the show. That they're focused on vault, um, vault Industries and the boys, of course, which is both like an arms company and Disney because they have the superheroes. And one of the opens is so funny; it's like a parody of the Snyder Cut. Where I don't I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it, but. Last season two on the boys ended with them having a slight Nazi problem. As in one of the heroes on the boys, the super team that's a basically a stand in for the Justice League, had a Nazi on the roster. Actual Nazi. Not made by Nazi scientists in modern day. No, no. She was part of the original uh Third Reich. She was a superhero called Stormfront. Extremely racist, I have to say. Extremely racist, problematic, said, a few, said some very not nice things about people who aren't white. She got really, she got decimated at the last, at the end of the last season. But it came out that she was a Nazi. And so the Vought Corporation, after having one of their top stars essentially be canceled, uh, they have to rebrand themselves as being extremely, you know, progressive. Extremely woke, extremely pro- pro-black, pro-gay, and so. And there's a scene where they go to Voughtland, va- which is like Disneyland, and you see all these. At, at, the graphic design team must have had a very good time with this because they design all these fake corporate products that we see in real life, where it's like um Pride hamburgers and Black Lives Matter ribs. <laughs> You know at at the amusement park it's it's what yeah so there was the so it's called the inclusive kingdom with a big rainbow there and there and the boys are walking around and there's the black lives matter BLT restaurant there's woke walk which I don't know you maybe you could come up with something better than woke walk but it's only on screen for a second. But there's this, and when you look at the stands, you can pause, if you pause the video, you see some of the things they're selling are intersectional nachos, systematically oppressed tacos. Now, this may sound like, oh, this is like a right, right winger is making fun of liberals, but no, because the point is that this is a corporation trying to sell itself with this, you know, superficial woke, quote unquote wokeness. Please, every time I say woke, just pretend I'm saying it with air quotes, okay? I'm not one. Sorry, I got disconnected for a sec there. Every time I say woke, pretend I'm saying it with air quotes, but they're making fun of woke corporations on the boys, and they're savage with it, savage with the critique. I absolutely love it. They did a lot of it in season one. Season two, we talked about this on our episodes about the boys, which you can hear on Struggle Session. But season three, the first three episodes are out. They dropped Friday, I believe. And it goes even further. It's it's, I really, really, it's, it's, I've, the characters are cool. The storylines, the fight scenes are good, but I really think it is like one of the better comedies on TV just because how they, how they head on can address these issues. Because I mean, superheroes such a big part of our culture. Imperialism such a big part of reality. Very rarely are there TV shows that are dealing with both those things. And the boys has this really interesting lane where they can do it, you're not gonna get this sort of commentary on a lot of shows because there's no reason for it. it. Doesn't really fit with the uh, storylines. But man, they it can't. I when the boys was first announced, I actually thought it was going to be like r- feel really dated. In fact, because for people who don't know, the boys was originally a comic book uh, written by Garth Ennis, and if you go back and read the, it was ne- the boys comic is not very good it's very blunt which the show can be but it's blunt in a way that's not it just is very in your face and gross and tries to gross you out and does the most extreme things which you do see in the show but does there's no element of it that you can take even a little bit seriously it just feels like a very silly light series it tries to critique some of the same things it can it comes out you know during uh right after the bush era it's talking about the war on terror terror and superheroes, and it's trying to make an uh, interesting commentary, but it just it gets too invo- it's too much about the gags and making fun of just superheroes, which don't exist in the real world. That's the problem with the boys' comic is about taking down superheroes more than taking down the military-industrial complex, which the show gets. The show is not really trying to make fun, in, fun of superheroes. It gets to make fun of superhero movies, which are a real thing. And the military industrial complex to show benefits from the 10 years of the MCU that came out between when the boys comic came out and now. So the critiques of the super, even when they're making some of the using some of the same gags, they come off a little bit differently because superheroes have entered into the mainstream popular culture so much with the MCU and sorry if you hear a little bit of extra panting in the background. I have an extra friend friend today. I think most of you know about Taco, my dog. But we also have another friend uh, visiting us. How you doing, bud? Oh, he's eating. Oh, he's eating right now. And okay. he's got his pill. Oh, he's got his pill. All right, good, good, good. We're taking care of a dog. We're dog-sitting uh, tonight. I'll, I'll post pictures online Big brown Labrador. Huge, huge. H- has to hug and tackle everybody. Everybody we meet, he has to say. I, I, this isn't dog talk. This is culture. Sorry, sorry. Give me a thumbs up if you like the dog talk, though. But thank you so much for listening. If you want to call in, talk about the boys, talk about dogs, feel free to do so. But back to the boys. The <laughs> stand-in for The Flash aka a train he's a speedster the guy runs really fast and the boys he's black as well so he also yes i know i know yes he's black and he runs really fast the show gets it the show gets it and it approaches this character because a lot of the character one of the things the boys does and this is from the comic too is treats the superheroes as also celebrities and as, skewers celebrity culture a bit a train he's more of an athlete so he's like a sports he's like a sports guy and what he's going through this season is he's trying to rebrand as like an activist sort of superhero he's trying to be he's trying to black it up because you know there's been so many scandals and he thinks hey we just had a nazi on the team if i get blacker maybe maybe that'll help the brand a little bit but he just has no instincts for it <laughs> I, I, it's, it's such a funny scene. He comes up with a VR, he tries to get a sponsorship for a VR game about the slave trade called the Middle Passage, which is of course a real thing that actually happened. There were, it wasn't a VR game, but there is like a game for students that's about slavery. And look, I, I know it was like a small company doing it. The show, show, I don't know if this, if this was quite fair. Cause when I looked up the story, it was like, I don't know. I don't know if the people meant well or they just didn't get it, but p- clearly the headlines, uh, slavery, slavery video game caused a lot of controversy at the time. And so the show kind of brings that in. And it, there's this very funny fake ad, uh, where they say, where it's, where he, is like a pitch document where it's him breaking the chains of slavery between these two slave ships and the reviews are saying brave and inspiring game of the year. It's very funny uh, stuff. I love, I've loved the season of the boys so far. If you've checked it out, please feel free. Call in. Tell me what you think. I think this season so far only seen three episodes best season so far the writing is just getting very very good just very very good a gag a minute and and all very funny and of course you can't talk about the boys without talking about homelander number one boy top boy in fact homelander is the boys version of superman Except, you know, a Superman for real Ameri- America as it actually exists. He actually lives up to the, real, the American values that we actually have. Which are, you know, power and strength overall. He's not a Nazi, by the way. He only dated a Nazi. He actually is kind of a little bit uncomfortable with the whole Nazi thing. Because he feels like, personally, he is the master race. What the fuck are you talking about? We don't need a master race. I am the master race. This is it. This is, I'm the top dog. I'm the top boy. Storm, Stormfront didn't quite get that. It was a schism in their relationship, but they still made it work. They still made it work somehow. But Homelander now, he's with, with the, you know, the, with Stormfront out of the picture. He's now coming in. Oh, we got callers on the line. Oh, didn't see you down there. They changed the interface a little bit, so I didn't see you. So, D, what is up? How's it going? Go ahead. Unmute yourself. How's it going? What do you want to talk about today?
2: Oh, crap. That's crazy. I've never been on here before. Um, I'll be honest. Like, when I, uh, I joined your Patreon and things like that, like, um, after your episode on uh i just want to talk about wrestling to be honest
0: oh well, hey we can talk about wrestling d hit me up what's going on
2: well all right so like yeah i joined after um i heard your like um the episode with uh the guy from
0: brian you know, from street fight
2: yeah and i i just thought that was like one of the best episodes of anything i heard in the minute. Word of God.
0: Oh so, man, that means so much to me, man. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We've done a few uh, wrestling episodes, and we're gonna keep uh, doing them. Keep keep I'll vibing.
2: Honest. I'll be honest. Like I remember, like you you did like a WrestleMania, and I found you kind of like pretentious. But <laughs> but like that last episode, you were fucking excellent. And like I joined the the um the Patreon like like just due to the fact that you said like you were going to be doing like a a show with him or whatever you know you guys got a great chemistry and shit like that
0: well thank you so much d i really appreciate it sorry if i came off as pretentious but see with WrestleMania, i don't really like wwe i really don't like wwe so if i'm talking wwe you're not gonna get me being positive but for the AEW shows i can get into it a little bit more
2: (laughs) yeah no um I guess my question is let me think. I forgot it.
0: Well, let me ask you. What do you think about the title situation in AEW? CM Punk injured. Title eliminator in New Japan and AEW going on. Who do you want to see as the interim world champion?
2: Um...
0: You got Moxley, you got Tanahashi, maybe Goto. I'm thinking Nick Gage. <laughs> Nick Gage, Nick Gage is interim AEW World Champion. My guy, I'm. If Tony Khan's listening, he might do it. He, he he's got he gets some wild hairs up his ass. I could see at least Nick Gage being that battle royal. They should put some non AEW people in that battle royal. Have some fun people come in, maybe, maybe. But that would be cool. That would be fun. But, D, thank you so much uh, for calling in. Don't be a stranger. We'll be talking uh, wrestling this Wednesday night, uh, and we do it almost every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So please call back then, and we'll talk a lot more wrestling. Thank you so much, man. And thank you so much for supporting us on the Patreon. We really appreciate it. It helps uh, pay the rent. Amen. I God bless. Brother. All right. Thank you so much, brother. Have a good one. All right. Next up. Lenny, how's it going? I just got done talking to Lenny. I just got ta- done talking to Lenny about House. I was on Lenny's uh, show where every, you're doing, and Liddy, you're doing every episode of House. Is that correct?
3: Yep. House of House.
0: Hell yes. It was so fun. It was so fun to watch yeah, episode of House that. and talk it. about it. It was so fun, but Liddy, what do you want to talk about?
3: Oh, I just wanted to say, uh, I totally agree with you about season three of The Boys. Um, yeah, like last season i still liked it um because i think they can always just like put a great scene together uh, um can you hear me yes okay cool uh but uh i felt like the story was like maybe not all there and then it just felt like in season three they've already like reset it exactly in all the ways that i felt like they should to get things back on track and it just feels like uh it's just so good at being a TV
0: show, you know? Yeah, it's a really it's a good TV show. It's a good-ass TV show. That's the joy I get from watching it every every season. It's just like, wow, this, every time I, I get done with an episode, I'm like, this is the best TV show on TV. It's just, regardless of any of the satire, or politics, it's just the most fun experience I have watching TV. I've been looking forward to the season coming back. Uh, since the last one, it seemed to take forever, but I'm so happy. I'm even fine with it being week to week. I actually think I kind of like it a little bit better. I like seeing, I like being a little bit more patient, uh, with it and having something, uh, to look forward to, to, cause if, if it all came out, I'd already be done with it. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't think about it for another year and a half, two years, but now we get to enjoy it a little bit. I'm really digging it. I, as you, you mentioned their change, how they reset everything, because this season starts off, with you know uh it will it starts off one way th- which i was not very into where all the boys are basically work for the government now. Oh, everything's yeah. above board and blah, blah, blah. It's very boring. And Billy's on the outs and he's like, this is bullshit. And it turns out, and light spoilers, it was bullshit. None of it was, none of that shit was cool. None of it was going on. And now it's just an all out fucking uh, war about to go down in these next uh, four to ten episodes, we think.
3: Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I love Homelander so much. Uh and i i loved his relationship with stormfront um like my just my favorite thing about homelander is how down bad he is <laughs> so like i love how like uh anytime a woman he's actually interested in is like cold to him he'll like immediately go back to mave and be like should we date again
0: <laughs> <laughs> He is so pathetic, but I love, I love that battle. And actually, this season is making me like almost, this is a horrible thing to say, almost like be like on Homelander's side a little bit. Because we've been saying, I've been saying this before, before, it's like he could just kill everyone, right? Like, he really could, if he, it, but the fact that he puts up with all this bullshit from a bunch of people who are also awful too, right? Like, the CEO of Vault, the uh, Queen Maeve, all these people are pretty awful as well, and he kinda just tolerates it. And he hasn't killed everybody yet. It's it's tremendous restraint on his part, I have to say. He could be a lot worse. He says this on the show. He gives a speech and it's like, what the fuck are you people complaining about? I could be so much worse than I am. Like, Jesus Christ, give me a break.
3: Um, There's something, like, weirdly, like, adorable about whenever, like, stormfront does nazi stuff like the way that he reacts like oh god (laughs) like his reactions are like if your girlfriend was like too into the kardashians
0: yes exactly like that oh my god it's it's the best thing because i also feel like that's also realistic i feel like a lot (laughs) <laughs> who made who are extremely racist nazis also have partners that are like well i'm not super into it but okay whatever and he's kind of he's like that he's like look i don't really get it but he he starts showing his teeth in this one and he stands up to stormfront and says like no i am the the only thing we need what the fuck are you talking about i want to run things. i want every and here's the thing that they really revealed in this season that wasn't quite clear and the reason why he hasn't just killed everybody yet and, you, and sub, it's subtext in the earlier seasons, but it's explicit here. He wants to be liked. He wants to be loved. He wants to be treated like Superman. And if we just stop complaining all the time, like, it would be fine. But no, we are, we're always telling him to do this, telling him to do that. You can't just leave a, you can't just, you know, eye fry everybody that upsets you. But he doesn't. He holds back a lot. Okay, so I am actually maybe maybe by the end of this I might be Team Homelander. I don't know. I don't know. Like, is is the is a he's a lesser of you know multiple evils possibly between like John Carlos' character, the Va- Vault CEO, who's I don't even know what his plan is, but it seems like extremely fucked up because he's just gonna like start making all of the U.S. military superheroes now.
3: Yeah, I think just like Homelander. It's so interesting how he just sort of reflects, I think, like, a specific way a lot of our brains are ruined that I don't see that portrayed that often, where it just seems like he is like, okay, my number one thing is I want to have a strong brand, and, like,
0: yes, uh,
3: <laughs> if I can just have a strong brand, everything will be okay.
0: <laughs> oh, those scenes where they're talking about the Q ratings, like, it, it's so, it's some of the funniest things I've ever seen, because one second he's, like, threatening to murder people and then the next second he's like are you telling me like I got 10,000 retweets on that? Are you saying <laughs> wow that's what we're looking for
3: I think it's- that's what's so good about the like plane scene um, the him and Maeve and the plane cause when he says um, when he's like oh I can't save them because then they would tell other people what happened here I think that part is such good satire because it's like yeah that does make sense from a branding perspective like if you're just thinking about keeping your brand strong like of course that's what you're gonna
0: do but i think i mean but the brilliant turn here in this season of course is that he's willing to let people know that he's not perfect that he is fucked up and that he is pissed off all the time and people respond to it because they res- like they respond to say a Jordan Peterson or a Joe Rogan this is like explicitly he basically does like a, uh, a stand-up special called like canceled more or less right where he's like gets on stage and he's like I'm tired of being you know told not to be strong I'm tired of being blamed for my strength and he uh, he uses everything but the word privilege and then uh one of the, there's like they show a image of like a white guy on the couch like leaning forward, and be like yeah yeah he's talking that real shit oh he's spinning now and it's like actually yes that's how it would happen that's how it would happen in real life most tv shows it's like oh my god you reveal that you know this superhero is not all he seems and like everybody would turn on him no like he would just like start going on fox news
3: <laughs> yeah i literally in episode two was like I like this, but I have no idea where they can go with the Homelander character now, um and then they just like immediately in episode three, I was like, oh, I was so wrong to doubt that.
0: yeah, yeah, they got it they 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 write themselves in the corners that they are, are able to write themselves out of, but anyone wants to call in, talk about the boys, feel free to do so, hit us up at culture, just hit the hit the button, hit the button if you want to talk about the boys. Now, Lenny, have you seen Crimes of the Future yet? No. Would you like me? Would you like to hang on while I try to explain it to you?
3: Sure.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. And if you've seen Crimes of the Future, please feel free to call in and do so. So, Crimes of the Future. I think we've you've seen the trailer. People are pretty into it. Let me let me pull up the trailer. Actually, you know what? Maybe not that many people see. Only three hundred and twenty k views. I've been excited for this since I heard about David Cronenberg, one of my favorite directors, period. Lenny, are you a Cronenberg fan?
3: Uh, no, I think I've only seen that Dead Zone movie he made.
0: Up. Only the Dead Zone! Probably the least... That's interesting. That's probably his least, uh, Cronenbergian movie. That's probably his straightest, uh, Movie, so you did you didn't so you didn't get the flavor perhaps, but well, I'm sure you've seen the memes and the clips and the videodrome and James Woods with a vagina in his stomach that he pulls a gun out of. You've seen all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, Crimes of the Future, I have to say. Now the trail, have you seen the trailer at least? Why don't you pull up the trailer? and I think I'll I'll pull it up and play it for uh, our home audience, and then I'll I'll tell people what the movie's kind of actually like because it's a lot different than the trailer, but it's a pleasant. It's a pl- it was a pleasant surprise, in fact. I can feel you pulling things around in there. It's a brand new organ. Never before seen.
3: We've all felt that the body was empty.
2: Empty of meaning. And we've wanted to confirm that. So that we could fill it with meaning.
3: The world is a much more dangerous place now that pain has all but disappeared.
2: what's happening with my body. Which is why I keep cutting it up. What do you think they'd find inside
3: it? Outer space. Oh. Whoops. Sorry.
2: Let us not be afraid to map the chaos inside.
3: Let us create a map. Will guide us into the heart of darkness.
0: Now, Lenny, were you able to take a look at that while I was playing that for our audience? Mm -hmm. All right, so Crimes of the Future. Now, when you see the trailer, it looks very tense. I mean, my God, the name of the main character is Saul Tensor, played by Vigo Morrison. Also stars Leah Sadu as Caprice, Kristen Stewart as Timlin, Don McKellar as Whippet, Scott Speedman. Hey, haven't seen him in a minute. I know.
3: That's he's laying, most excited about
0: Scott the, Speedman being in it. He's pretty good at it, too. Now, it t- now. I'll read the, the summary. Humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. With his partner Caprice, Saul Tenser, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his or- organs in avant-garde performances. Now that's the setup, and it seems like very cronenberg Body horror, of course. Art, of course. Performance, of course. Dealing with humans... Uh, the mix of the synthetic with the biological, of course. But folks, when I tell you that this is not really a horror movie, that this is in fact kind of a comedy, it's is, is, is true. You look at the trailer and you see these really you know gross transformations that people are going through. But when you see, when you watch, actual watch Dangerous how the movie place. actually works and how it functions, like Saul Tensor, he's mostly just, like the, the level of tension is actually very low because all he is is like a whiny performance artist. And he, of course, is a stand-in for David Cronenberg, obviously. And. In this movie, this movie has tons and tons of references to uh, Cronenberg's other movies. If you've seen even a little bit of ex- existence, you've seen uh, some of the technology that you see in Crimes of the Future, where it's like fleshy, but you plug it into your body, and but it's like uh, technological. Lots of that stuff, very very cool. Uh, but there's also like references to The Fly, the Inner Beauty Pageant from Dead Ringers. That's brought in all these references to these early Cronenberg movies. And the movie is about Cronenberg basically having to deal with the fact that to make his art, he has to work with like the government because the gut salt tensor is producing these new organs In his body, he's mutating, but he has to register them with a government bureaucracy. Like, they have to keep track of all the organs just in case they turn out to be dangerous. And, like, there's almost, like, office humor about the fact that he's this, like, brooding artist. But then he goes and he meets uh, Kristen Stewart, who's, like, this nerd who just—this bureaucrat nerd who's, like, I love your work so much. Which, of course, ties into David Cronenberg's real life because his movies— were funded by the Canadian government. So I feel like he was in a lot of those meetings where he's describing, like, yeah, so this movie is about an alien virus that turns everybody into a sexually rap- 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 rapacious uh, zombie and then uh like a some guy in a suit is like, oh that sounds great David. We'd love to work with you. We just need to make sure we put our brand on it. And that's what happens in this in this movie is like he's making these new organs, but the government's like, we have to catalog it, we have to tattoo it. But what, what the larger story ends up being about is how humans are change, trying to change to adapt to a world ravaged by climate change. And this may be a shock to people familiar with Cronenberg. It kind of goes towards the happier end. It's very optimistic movie. It's funny. It's not, you get some gruesome stuff in it. You get a lot of sexy stuff in it. It's very horny too, of course, Cronenberg. Horny. But it's very funny and it's fun as it's, it's not that hard of a movie to watch. People were, they were, all these ads were saying like people were gonna faint from watching this movie. It's so gross. It's so terrible. All this fucked up shit. It's not like that at all. It's actually a very enjoyable movie. It's I I thought I actually wish it would. I, I think a lot of people have been saying they wish it was a little bit grosser, a little bit more, you know, down tr- downbeat. But actually, this is Cronenberg kind of having a good time looking back at his work, laughing at you know his struggles as as an artist, mocking himself because Saul Tintor is always like moaning and coughing and acting like he's dying when all he's doing is making you know art you know and it's kind of like he's kind of seen as you know everybody admires him but he's also kind of like just like a little wormy guy who's always neurotic guy who's worried all the time and he's not really that special and he's just very very human uh but he's producing something that's interesting and could take humanity to the next step and that's the point of the movie i really really enjoyed that i recommend people see it even if you're grossed out by the bio horror I would go see it. It's a pretty, I mean, in a, in some ways, it's kind of inspiring, too. It's like a pro-art movie. It suggests that there may be a future for humanity, which Cronenberg isn't always too sure about. So I really, really enjoyed it. That's my brief review of uh, Crimes of the Future. Please go out and see it. It's very good, but maybe tamper, damp your expectations of seeing some really gross you know super scary fucked up body horror it's more like a, you know it's more like a trip it's i don't know it's like a cronenberg great it's more like a cronenberg clip show (laughs) but but, and and, but that's not a good bad thing it's a good thing or maybe a better way way to say i say it was like if philip k dick wrote a sex comedy that would be crimes of the future and I, I think that's that sums it up. It's a very, very good movie. It could have been a little bit bigger, could have been a little bit longer. It was COVID shot, so they were probably limited. But it looks great for what it is, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Had a blast. All right. And looks like we got a caller after this call. We will be taking off. But Hanzi, what is up? And Lenny, thank you so much for listening, thank hanging you. on, and listening to my review. Will you be seeing Crimes in the Future, Lenny?
3: Yeah, it sounds awesome
0: all right awesome thank you so much La if you want to uh, check out you go ahead and uh, check out thank you so much great talking to you again and Hanzi, how's it going
1: what's good yo I I, 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 I kind of tuned in a little bit late so I didn't know you were doing a culture show so I, I just saw the notification whatever so I I uh, I didn't get to see crime in the future but I did you discuss the boys at nauseam yet or no
0: not ad nauseam we can talk about it more what's what you got to say about the boys?
1: Well I, I, well, I haven't watched episode three yet, but dude, this is like, uh, dude, honestly, I've scaled back on the amount of television, like, I don't even care about catching up on movies and TV shows, I, I figure I'll eventually catch up to it, I just, I don't have enough time, but this one, like, The Boys is like a documentary to me, bro, bro, like, this is like, <laughs> it, it rep- like I know it's, it's, it's like superheroes, but to me it represents, like, you can basically put in celebrity culture, in replace of this and it basically make all sense about like the different caricature that exists like the the false platitudes of of capitalistic woke woke wokenism the, the the politicians that are trying to warn you about communism and socialism and then there's like factions behind the scenes that are all feuding which is like what i kind of look at how the world is anyways you know what i mean
0: yeah i like a documentary yes it feels very current it feels very current it, it when you're doing current events on a TV show you're shooting it 6 months you know before it comes out hard to stay current the boys feel like feels like it was shot this week i mean especially with the overlap with pride week like my god did they really really nail like how sick we all are of corporate pride corporate black lives matter all this corporate co-option uh shit
1: no, no, definitely, man. No, I, I think, yo, honestly, for the first episode where, like, you see the Ant-Man-like character going into some guy's asshole and shit. Like, dude, like, this is, like, the one, some of the wildest,
0: uh... Ew, like- it's so, it's so gross. It's hard to watch. It's very sad, too. It's really sad. I feel really sorry for the guy because he, sadly, he sneezed at the wrong moment. God, God bless you. God bless you. But I... I Briefly, I wanted to mention, Have you've seen the shootout scene, right? The
1: shootout? What do you mean the shootout
0: scene? Oh, you might not have seen it yet, but it's where Carl Urban has a shootout with their version of uh, Winter Soldier. I forget what his name is. He's supposed to be like Bucky slash Winter Soldier, but he's an old grizzled guy now. And they have this shootout in the parking lot that looks so... really felt to me so much like no country for old men and i know all these superhero things are trying to copy better movies shot by shot scene for scene boys actually nails it boys actually got that level of tension uh in their thing and it felt but it still felt like its own thing and somewhat original but man it has some the boys has always had some good good action uh, scenes. They really put a lot of care into most of them, a lot more than most of the superhero movies do.
1: No, no the 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 the, the, the shoot off scene you're talking about. You're talking about gunpowder.
0: Yeah, gunpowder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I saw. Yeah, yeah. I I saw, I saw that scene and I, yeah. Gunpowder is like the politi- is like he's like the politician who's talking about communism and socialism and all that. Like
0: the, the typical oh, that's Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. A uh, Gunpowder is, was the sidekick. Soldier Boy, played by Jensen Eccles, who is basically the Captain America. They they show him like fighting the Nazis, but then the very next scene is him at the fucking HUAC. Uh, uh, you know, uh was it senate hearings diming on communists and shit like it's so it's like back to back they, they do not this show does not let up even for a second
1: no, for sure. Uh, I, I did ask you one question before, but before I mention, um, the other thing that I liked about it about the boys is that how they do the real, like, the, like just like the reality show stuff, like ad- auditioning for the Next America Top Hero. Oh, and, yeah, and
0: and, and
1: and how like uh like even though Starlight's in the middle of being like evil, like like no no not Starlight, sorry, uh, where she's um like she's like in the mix of evil because she's in an evil system, but she has like some political clout where like now they're favoring her um, like stuff that she wants to do more so than Homelander because Homelander's social credit is kind of gone down. So I kind of like how that kind of works. Like, like, like the deep, like the deep saying, "Oh, Malcolm Gladwell wrote an article about me, and so my 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 status is kind of up, whatever." Like, it, it just shows you what goes up on social media as like the the bigger value. But um, b- before I go, before I go, Leslie, and they're talking to you. I want to ask you: uh, Have you been um uh, easing on through Sopranos yet, or have you still like st- still seeing season one and season six as your main go to so far.
0: I'm st- I st- I haven't gone through it yet. Summer's coming though. Summer's coming. I'm gonna get back with Tony and the boys. Don't you worry about that. I'm a- I'm gonna h- link up with Tony and the boys. I want I want to see it all go down. I'm s- I'm actually very I love the Sopranos. I want to see more of it. But you know between the- I don't know. I I wish I had like a Sopranos watch along podcast that would be the best thing that would be the best thing but i think somebody's already doing that one but thank you for always reminding me go back and watch some sopranos when i have some time
1: what happened leslie yeah right bad
0: but uh hansi thank you so much for calling in once again and folks Thank you so much for listening to Culture. We'll be back on Wednesday night. We'll be talking wrestling or anything you want to talk about. Feel free to call in. Check out the boys. Go see Crimes of the Future if you can. This one, I, I as much as I love it, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm. You don't have to see this one on the big screen if you're just looking for visuals, okay? Maybe if you, it maybe it, it it'll work on. It'll work at home too. It'll work at home too. But I had to go see it in theaters because I want to see a new Cronenberg in theaters. A new Cronenberg horror movie, I should say, in theaters. I never got a chance to see that before. I was too young when he was making horror movies. Now this one isn't quite a horror, but I thought it was going in, so I was pretty excited. <laughs> I was still pretty, I'm still pretty excited. This is more of a. It's, I don't know. It's kind of like a. It is kind of like a comedy in some ways, but it's a fun movie. Go see it. Go see it if if you're going to the theaters. But anyway, thank y'all so much for listening to Culture. Have a good one. Peace.